Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Thursday nights with Pastor Brad at Grace Point. You're all welcome. Father, we pray again, Lord. We just pray, open our hearts and minds to the Word. We pray for the Holy Spirit of revelation and knowledge of Jesus, His inheritance, His power, His grace in our lives, or His authority. Open our hearts and minds to the Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we left Jesus. He was up praying, and we talked about how important that was. Uh, to pray because Jesus spent a lot of time praying, and if he needed to pray, how much more do, do we? So we're picking up in chapter 14, verse 24, but the boat was already many miles or many stadia away from the land. It was being battered by waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were frightened and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out with fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the waters. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him, and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind stopped, and all who were in the boat uh, worshipped him, saying, Certainly you are God's son. How did he prove he was God's son? By the resurrection from the dead. Yeah, they were seeing that he was God's son. He proved it when he rose from the dead. Let's talk about this. Why in the world do you think Jesus walked on the water. Why would he do that? Was it necessary? You ever think about stuff like that? You ever read the Bible and ask yourself questions? I do. Like, why is Jesus walking on the water? Well, one thing to me, it is certainly metaphorical or a teaching. The Bible talks about the washing of the water. This is in Ephesians 5. The Bible talks about the washing of the water by the word so I think there's a metaphor here that Jesus walking on the water is like us walking on the word in a metaphor, but, but he's doing it. He's actually literally walking on the water. One thing that Jesus is doing here is he's commanding nature, isn't he? I mean, he's commanding nature. He's showing you that living in the spirit, we're above nature. Now, he doesn't always do that. That would be abnormal, like always to walk on the water. Most of the time, Jesus obeyed all the laws of physics. He obeyed uh, every uh, physical law and all this. But sometimes we see Jesus doing miracles, defies the laws of physics. And here, he's walking on water. Now, everything he's doing, isn't he teaching? Everything he's doing is teaching. Of course, there's wind and there's waves, and he's coming out to rescue his uh, followers, and he tells them not to be afraid. He's always saying that. They thought he was a ghost. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> they, you know, what would you think? Someone's walking on the water. He's a ghost. And um, so uh, Jesus is coming toward him, and then Peter, realizing it's Jesus, says, Lord, if that's you, have me walk too. And Marla, that's the point. That's the point. Whether we look at this metaphorically, that we're learning how to walk on the Word, I'll, we'll talk about that, 
or whether we're looking at this literally, did Peter literally walk on the water? Yeah, yeah, he literally walked on water. So Jesus said that we would be doing the things that he did. Peter is bold enough, I don't say brazen enough, but he's bold enough, he's courageous enough, he's willing, he's impetuous, he's willing. I want to walk on the water. Jesus didn't say, oh no, I'm the son of God that's not necessary. I'm just showing you that I'm the son of God. You don't need to walk on water. He was saying, okay, Peter, if you want to walk on water, come. You know, everybody that ever asked Jesus to be healed got healed. Do you know that? He never one time turned anybody away. Now, he challenged people when their motives were wrong or their approach was wrong. He challenged people, and we see that when he challenged people. But do you know, in the end, he was teaching them through his challenge. In the end, everyone that came to Jesus, he never said no. In fact, Marla, when people came to Jesus, I don't know where people get this God that doesn't answer prayer or doesn't care about our needs, because when people came to Jesus, he would look at them and say, what can I do for you? You ever think about that? Did Jesus ever say, well, it's not the will of God for me to help you, and it's not the will of God for me to bless you, and God is the one that made you sick. Did Jesus ever tell somebody, there's a story about the guy that died, but ultimately Jesus raised him from the dead. You know, I'm not going to go into that. Jesus, every single time he did a miracle, even that guy, I'm not going to get into it. Ultimately, Jesus always uh, came to them. He came to people over and over, and he said, what can I do for you? So I don't know where we get this God that doesn't answer prayer or doesn't care about our needs. And I know we can be selfish. I know we can ask for things that aren't God's will. We can be selfish. But at the heart of Jesus, at the heart of God, God's compassionate. He cares about your house, your cottage. He cares about the things that pertain. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, that God cares. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you, and you see in Jesus a God that cares. It's religion that always looks back in history or to the future, but never believes God in the now. Now, I'm not saying you won't have challenges. I'm not saying you won't have times where you have needs. I'm not saying you won't have times where you have temptations and trials and obstacles. What I am saying is God, Jesus is revealing the Father, and as he reveals the Father, he is showing he cares about our needs. Because everybody he came to, he talked to, he would always say, how can I help you? What do you want? What do you need? That's the Jesus that's in the Bible. In fact, oh, I didn't even mean to go here, but here I am. I've read this scripture before many, many times. In Acts 10, 38, it says, you know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him, with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Who was with him when he was healing all? The only time he didn't was when they had unbelief. He was healing all because he was displaying God's compassion, God's heart, and God's tenderness. I know that we'll suffer in this life. I know bad things will happen. I know those things. But God's heart and mind toward us is always compassion. He's a God that cares. 
And there are some times that we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, okay? But he's always with us. He's always our shepherd. And if we follow him, he is always going to take us where we need to go and provide us everything we need for life and godliness. 2 Peter 1, 3, that is the word of God. So he says, come. If we are reflecting God, if we're reflecting Jesus, if Jesus is teaching our disciples, I am sure it pleased him that Peter wanted to walk on water. And if you take it metaphorically, Peter is walking on the word of Jesus because Jesus said, come. And so Peter, this is a lesson in faith. Now I'm going to turn to this. Peter is looking at Jesus. He's looking right at Jesus. Jesus says, come. This is a great lesson, Marla. He's looking right at Jesus and he has his eyeballs on Jesus. And as long as he's looking on Jesus, the wind and the waves, Paul calls false doctrine wind and waves. I don't know if you know that or not. Wind and waves, trials and obstacles are called winds and waves. As long as he's looking at Jesus, he's walking forward, he has faith. But all of a sudden he feels that breeze. He looks over and he sees the waves, the wind and the waves. He takes his eyes off of Jesus. And Marla, what happens when we take our eyes off Jesus? We lose faith, okay? What happens when we lose faith? We, yeah, we sink, right? We, and Peter started to sink. Now, thank God for the mercy of God. When we step out, in Jesus, and we lose faith, God always, in my life, He's always rescued me. He's always rescued me. If I step out in faith and I waver, He always rests, but He asked me the same thing that He asked Peter, Brad, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you give up? Look at this. Therefore, this is Hebrews 12, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and every sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with patience the race set before us, fixing our eyes where? On Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down in victory, victory at the right hand of God. Where do we fix our eyes, Marla? On Jesus. So let's go back to our text here. We'll finish up with this thought. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, took a hold of him and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why couldn't he do mighty miracles at the end of chapter 13? because of their unbelief. We're going to learn more about that in chapter 17. Why did Peter sink? Because he doubted, right? He doubted. Jesus had mercy and saved him. Clear teaching of Scripture. He sunk because he doubted. Oh, you of little faith. As long as G uh, Peter was looking at Jesus... He had faith. The minute he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to doubt 
and he sank. Folks, as long as we're, like I taught last week, as long as we're praying, we're in the Word, and we're keeping our eyes on the Word of God, Jesus is the Word made flesh, keeping our eyes on Jesus, we're fixing our eyes on Jesus, we're going to walk on the water of the Word. The minute circumstances, trials, false teaching, lies from the devil about who Jesus really is, come at us, oh, Jesus doesn't, we don't do miracles. You start listening to the stuff that's not scriptural about Jesus, you're going to sink. As long as you're looking, I am excited to tell every person that hears my teaching or comes to Grace Point, hey, don't believe me, go into the Word of God and see if what I'm telling you is not true. I don't care if you agree with me. I was talking to a beautiful woman last night that agreed with me. Oh, I thought it was a minor thing. She thought it was major, but she disagreed. I said, I don't care. As long as you're in the Word of God, digging in the Word of God, and studying the Word of God, I don't care if you disagree, but make sure you're in the Word, getting it from the Bible. Don't get it from religion. Don't get it from, you know, it's like people that don't believe that Jesus heals. You don't get that from the Bible. You get that from human experience. You get that from personal experience. That's not what you're getting when you read the Bible. In James chapter 5, it says the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Prayer of what? Faith. And the Lord will raise them up. So you don't get that. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no condemnation on Peter. It was a good thing that he sunk, uh, uh, that, that uh, Jesus saved him when he sunk. None of us are perfect. None of us walk in all of this. I don't have perfect faith. I'm growing and learning. But we need to know the goal that we're aiming toward, Marla. You may not be everything that Jesus designed you to be and created you to be, Brian, but we have to fix our eyes on Jesus and keep looking into the Word and keep looking into the image of God in Christ. Keep praying and being filled with the Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us so we are more accurately reflecting God's will and purpose for our life. Somebody say amen. Amen. I am, I'm far from perfect and I'm far from perfectly reflecting God in my life, but I know the goal and the goal is Jesus. So I am going to fix my eyes on Jesus. And if I sink, he'll catch me. He always has. He always will. We'll end right there. Pick up next week.